Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 297 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who has been a $5 a month backer over on Anchor.fm and supporting the podcast for a long time now. So a huge, huge shout out to you, good sir. And I know that I've fallen once again behind on uploading these as podcasts as such. But tonight on the show, of course, talking about the Eternals, or rather just Eternals, and how they apparently have a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, as you all know, I've tried to avoid Rotten Tomatoes as a site as using it. I've tried to avoid using it as much as possible. In fact, I can't even think about how many times I've actually gone to that site proper uh, in the last several months, uh, really the last couple of years. There's been occasions where I've had to just to talk about the different things going on there. I think today might be one of those days where I might just have to go and look at the number and also show what that critic's consensus is likely going to have said about the movie itself. Typically, what I've been doing is I've been getting the news as far as the box office, or not in this case, the Rotten Tomatoes score, Rotten Tomatoes numbers, from sites like Bounding into Comics and other people who have taken screenshots and things like that. So that way I don't actually have to go and give them any traffic or any attention. But when it comes to Disney's Eternals, the future of the MCU, Phase 4 of the MCU, all about diversity. If you were paying attention to the red carpet premiere, of the film, what we found out very, very quickly is that this movie doesn't seem to be resonating with critics. And I would imagine that it probably won't resonate with many audiences either. Not because there's a correlation between not resonating with critics and therefore not resonating with audiences, but based on what is being said about the film, there seem to be a lot of things that would likely drive a lot of the, what we call, normie audience away. And there's already so much that Disney has done, specifically within the MCU, whether it is in their films like Endgame, whether it is through their marketing for Shang-Chi, whether it is in their Disney Plus series that has driven away hardcore fans, fans of the films, fans of the comics, anyone who was left, really. To the point where I think a major question remains, which is that if even the critics don't like this movie, who will? Now, we do, of course, have to wait for the film to actually get a release. We actually do have to wait for the film to be put out there to the public for them to be able to consume. As we know, there are many people, there are a plethora of people that will indeed consume this movie. The question mark is, of course, next to... Where does that line fall? How much money does it make opening weekend? How big of a drop-off does it see its second weekend? And does this film make any money at the box office? And based on early reactions and early guesses, I would probably have to say nay-nay. But, as you all know, I will wait for the actual box office numbers themselves to come out before being able to make any actual predictions. We have, of course, have the long-range tracking, which has dropped with the recent comments and the recent recent reviews that have come out from the various critics. 
And so we'll have to wait and see. Do the critics hold much sway? Obviously, the critics haven't hold haven't held much sway with a lot of people for a long time. However, could their negative approach to this film have an opposite effect and drive some people to say, I wonder why they hate this movie so much? Or could it be kind of a confirmation of, oh, if even they're starting to realize how bad this stuff is, maybe it's time for me to uh, kind of remind people why I myself have checked out of it. But we'll have to wait and see on that. But hello, everybody. And I want to shout out everyone watching, whether you're on YouTube, DLive, Twitter, or on Odyssey. We are multi-streaming to all of those platforms. I recently decided to upgrade my service on Restream so that I could add the Odyssey uh, connection there. So that way I don't have to do the extra step that I normally do. Because I would really like to, as I had my Chosen of Valhalla on this past Saturday... Uh, I would really like to be able to interview some people and uh, to have some people on in the future. I don't have it set up for that today. One of the downsides to it is that all of these services, whether it's Restream or StreamYard or Melon, uh, some of them just don't work very well. Some of them don't do the things that I would really like for them to do. But also, they don't offer the highest quality when you're using their studio version. Um, But... With that being said, I do think that the audio quality specifically offered through something like Restream is a lot better than most because even for a basic plan, they offer some pretty high quality, which would really be helpful on a podcast. And as you all know, I think that when it comes to videos, excuse me, videos and podcasts in general, I think that audio is typically the most important thing of all. So let's go ahead and say hello to some people. Hello, hello, hello to everyone out there. We've got six people currently watching over on Odyssey. Please make sure you light up that fire button and let yourself be known. Also, make sure that you put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment on whatever platform you're watching on. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment. It lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. And it will lead to your comment or question being read out loud. And if you are watching on all of the platforms other than Odyssey, because this functionality is not quite there yet, though Odyssey has made a lot of strides in the last several months, uh, if you tag me, your comment will be put up on the screen for people to be able to see as well. And of course, you can donate via Streamlabs, which is what I would recommend if you do want to donate via Streamlabs or, of course, by Super Chat or by Hyper Chat over on Odyssey. Obviously, you don't have to, but of course, it does get my attention usually a little bit more quickly because I do fall behind by a good 20 to 30 minutes, depending on the topic and on the day and how many people are actually watching. The R, though, watching over on Odyssey, the first comment over on Odyssey. So shout out to you, good sir. The R, let me know if things are coming through okay. This is the first time that I have gone through something other than my direct just OBS feed. So this is the first time it's been a while. I at one point had been sending my uh, signal through uh, the the restream software and it seemed to have worked fine then but let me know the arcs i know that you prefer watching on odyssey if you notice any differences if things are coming through crystal clear for you because obviously i want to make sure my odyssey fam is happy let's also say hello to everyone else that is in the chat and again if you're watching on youtube smash that like button it really does mean a lot if you're on twitter please retweet this if you would be so kind and again, thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. We got Bifford the Hobbit. What's going on, Bifford the Hobbit? He was here earlier, and he just says, hello. Well, hello to you, Bifford the Hobbit. We got Matthew Highland in the chat. Hail to you. We also got Snort of Poop. It's Cuber. How are humans and other quitters? Hello to you. 
I also highlight your name if you are new, either on the day or you know, just saying an, an introduction, a hello, or if you're also new to the channel, if you're new and I have not seen your name before. Andrew Hayes, what is going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. She is one of my Valks. She is one of my mods, and she is one of the best of and in the business. So please be sure that you pay attention and that you respect the rules as Tina will lay down that hammer on anyone who decides to make her upset and also pay attention to her because she's always got very important information to share, not to mention usually criticizes me and normally is on the right side of that argument or typically at the very least has a very good point to make. Uh, Valiant Renegade, though, just dropped a $5 super chat. Thank you very much, Valiant Renegade. It says, here to support one of the great box office YouTubers. Always great stuff. Odin will thank you, Valiant Renegade, as that is, of course, another bit of the topic is the Eternals box office. The film, for those wondering, needs to make $500 million worldwide in order to break even. And that is based on the fact that it costs $200 million to produce the film, meaning that typical marketing costs would put the total number at $300 million. This is not including anything from delays because it's really hard to make any actual, uh, you know, predictions and, and, and any actual tangible numbers on that. We can make guesses and, and pure speculation. I like to deal with actual numbers that are reported just because it's it's really one of the best ways and one of the better ways to, to be able to have and, and to comment on those kinds of things. It kind of protects you in a way. Uh, because then you're no longer just purely speculating. You're saying, well, this is actually on the more conservative side of things. So if films do really, really poorly. You say, hey, well, this is <laughs> this is kind of the situation that we are in right now, um, amongst other things. So thank you very much, Valiant Renegade, for uh, the very kind words about uh, the box office coverage. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, today's video, um, for those that did not watch it, was me not just breaking down Dune's box office, but also having to explain... Why it is that I am very confident that Dune is going to and is in the process of losing money, specifically at the box office. And it's just amazing how many people leave comments who don't actually read or, in this specific case, don't actually um, watch the video. It's almost like they just read the title and then they don't understand the context of the video. Context is always very, very key. But... They also, of course, have this inability to listen to the words that are being said. And so I had to address and wanted to address a lot of the concerns and issues that have been brought up in the last several videos. And, and I thought I had addressed them all. And yet there are still people in the comments section that don't quite, uh, don't quite understand. Don't, don't quite get it. But that's okay. Maybe one day they'll learn. Uh, Andrew Hayes tagged. What's going on, good sir? Thank you for being here. Joey Horn, thank you very much for tagging and saying hello to you. Happy All Souls Day. Blessed All Souls Day indeed. Uh, praying for anyone who has lost a loved one recently or throughout their life uh, for the repose of their souls. Yesterday being All Saints Day and the entire month of November dedicated to uh, praying for uh, the entire church, living and dead, specifically on those that have left us. Uh, just another red shirt. Hail to you. Glad to have you in the chat. Thank you for being here, good sir. Alex McCarthy, or as I like to call him, J. Alex McCarthy Jr. What is going on? Says, howdy, old, and how's it going, how's Thor? The Eternals loves pineapple pizza. Yeah, it definitely seems to be the case. Pineapple on pizza, as we have shown, definitively through various polls, is, is not as uh, favorable to most people. 
definitely there's camps, definitely there's people and there's groups that like it a lot, but when you break it down, I would say the vast majority of people, or at least a majority of people, uh, are not a fans of pineapple specifically being on their pizza. Uh, Baby Thor doing very well. He's on a new schedule because he's down to one nap a day. He just got bumped up at his school to uh, what's called YT, and so he's he's one of the big toddlers, or rather he is a toddler now, and it's just crazy to, to think about just how old he is, you know, over a year old now at this point, and so with that, he's he's a big boy, and so that means he's get the he gets the big boy sleep schedule, so he's get one nap a day in the middle of the day, he comes home and he's exhausted, and he's going to bed a little bit earlier, and it actually has, has worked out uh, you know, pretty well because by the time he goes down, it actually is in perfect time for me to be able to uh, spend a little time getting things ready. And so for those wondering why a link was not available as early as it normally is, is because beforehand... I would have to like sneak away for a little bit when the wife would come home and then set things up for the stream and then leave and then take care of baby Thor until 630 and then be able to come back down and finish up setting up. So now by the time he goes to sleep, I can just uh, head downstairs and do all of the things that I was needing to do at the same time. And so it is definitely uh, it's a very convenient thing to say uh, at the very least. I also don't like I, I had knocked my camera down a little bit earlier. And so now it's like a little off. Let me just adjust that a little bit. Let me see if that fixes it. That's better. Oh, I like that much, much better. By the way, you got a little bit of the beard in 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 the microphone there. So I hope, I truly hope that you um, got a lot of that. Got a lot out of that. Uh, anyway, J Roar, what's going on? J Roar one two three. I trust all are well with uh, this fine Tuesday evening. All is well. All is well indeed. Cacao, what is going on, Cacao? How says the stream is not loading. I've got to go vote anyway. Have a good discussion. Cacao, sorry that it's not loading up for you. I assume that means that you're in what, New Jersey or Virginia? Yeah, big election going on tonight across the country. Obviously not one of the bigger ones. It's one of the off-year ones. But these are just as important as any other elections. But some of them are actually pretty big. Virginia is voting on a governor. In fact, so interesting uh, to hear about what is eventually going to be, as I just, you know, dropped my phone there, uh, what is going to be the, the end result of uh, the election in, in this, in this uh, state. Uh, interestingly enough, only 1% of the vote currently in, and uh, looks like the Republican candidate is up. However, it's just 1% of the vote. Uh, going into today, he was ahead in the polls. But as we all know, uh, Virginia can be quite a silly state because of those suburbs that are a part of the D.C. area. Anyway, Crisco, what is going on, Crisco? I'm genuinely surprised that Eternals is going to be Marvel's Cars 2 moment. It seemed to have everything that critics like. Yeah, seriously. And if you pay attention especially to the way in which that red carpet premiere went, they said all of those those keywords, right? They said all of the keywords, all of the key phrases, specifically that of diversity. They mentioned it several times over, in fact. And yet, it's not what the critics wanted. It's almost as if when you make a story with diversity being the primary aim of your story, that it doesn't work. That, that it ends up leading to bad filmmaking. Who would have thunk? It reminds me a bit of the Birds of Prey situation. Remember, when Birds of Prey was pitched, the director came in with this sizzle reel 
which featured random sequences going after Donald Trump, like had Donald Trump speeches and Donald Trump rallies. And that was the, that was the pitch for Birds of Prey, a comic book adaptation. So you would think that that would kind of indicate, okay, if this is what your, if this is what your motivation is in the story making process, how could anyone ever in their right mind think that you'll end up with a good story? It seems like the Eternals went in the same direction. They started off with diversity and then decided to build a story from that. And it looks like, based on, again, what we have available to us, that it is a failed model, which is not surprising to me or to anyone else who has paid attention to any of these things. General Winkster says, hey, Odin, I just got a modded PS3 so I can play all my childhood classics. I'm going dark now. See you in a few weeks. Well, General Winkster, hope you have a good time. Yeah, I just actually got a, uh, a new dock for my Switch and a capture card. Uh, so potentially for some uh, gaming action on the Switch because I do like Nintendo games. So Alex McCarthy... Be, be ready for that. Don't know exactly when I'll be able to, but uh, because a lot of the games on Nintendo are ones that you can you know load up pretty quickly and play pretty quickly, and also you can play with others as well, and I know there's a lot of Switch users in the community, uh, could be fun, uh, especially as we get to holiday season and as we get to especially the summer, uh, especially should be very, very fun, exciting stuff. Mr. Roy, what is going on? Good, sir. Thank you for very much helping me out, figure certain things, um, as far as helping out Tina, where we're trying to upgrade Tina, we're trying to upgrade Tina's entertainment center. And, uh, Mr. Roy, of course, is a great resource on these things. So thank you very much, Mr. Roy, for your feedback. I'm very excited about this uh, project. It'll take a little while, but I am very excited about, the uh, possible outcomes there. Matthew Highland tagged and said, Hello, sir. All good on your end? So far, so good. Kara Tharp, what's going on? Welcome. Thank you for being a part of the Discord community now. I did tag you in the giveaways channel. So when you have a chance, go ahead and check that out just to make sure you have access to it. Because uh, anytime there's a giveaway, I tag the giveaway eligible people and uh, usually give you all about a day or two, sometimes more, to enter in. And then pick people at random. Rogue Disney, what is going on? Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Great to see you in the chat. Uh, let us see. Matthew Highland tagged to say, please, uh, rather, Phase Vor, Phase Boar is going to be stunning and brave, but most importantly, different. Yeah, if this is setting the tone for what Phase 4 is going to be, then I don't see what we have really, what we have left to be excited about. I don't see what anyone who was a fan or still considers to be a fan of the MCU has to look forward to at this point. If this is kind of the standard by which everything is being set, that you know, it's it's focused on diversity, it's focused on messaging, it's focused on brand new characters that are going to be way over the heads of most people, especially normie audiences, even some comic fans. If that's the direction you're going to go in, and then when you do bring in the people that that people do know, you're then going to somehow, you know, cuck them, or you're, you're going to treat them in a disrespectful way, in a manner, how could you not expect to see a pushback? How could you not expect to see a major drop-off, in fact? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Sopranos Mega over on Odyssey. 
says, coming through fine on Odyssey. Well, thank you very much for joining on Odyssey. Tubu, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, again, says stream looked good. Jacques Lesuave, thanks for tagging me. And again, no matter what platform you're watching on, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. So that way I know you're trying to get my attention. Of course, feel free to talk to each other in the comment section. Jacques Lesuave says, Greetings, I see episode 300 is fast approaching. Anything planned for it? Yeah, I had thought about doing something. I imagine that at the very least there will be uh, a giveaway or two of films or digital codes or things like that. Uh, I still got a stack of films to give away. Um, so obviously that is something very much on the mind. So yeah, I would say be on the lookout for that. Uh, other than that though, probably nothing too too crazy. You know, as you all know, I'm a, I'm a pretty straight-laced guy. So I, I don't really ever feel the need to go too crazy with things. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely acknowledge, of course, a 300 stream well the number 300 stream and we will of course uh definitely do some giveaways at the very least at that time so if you're on youtube as that is the only place currently where you can gain a cookie count i would definitely say um start saving up those cookies joey horn says you mean the diverse film isn't resonating with a diverse crowd i'm shocked yeah it's almost like another film we saw come out this year which again was just known and really promoted and supported even when it was on Broadway because of its diversity in the Heights. Now it was very successful in its Broadway run, but it's not because of the diversity of the cast and of the story. It was because there were a lot of people that liked the music. Whereas in the film adaptation, people didn't want to go see it because people who are fans of musical theater would rather go see a play in person in an actual theater, because even a good adaptation, even a good film adaptation of a play or of a musical is always going to fall short in some sense, because the way in which a show is written for stage does not always translate as well, or even very well. So it's amazing, right? Because that was also a film that featured a lot of diversity, and yet even that film was not diverse enough for the woke crowd. There were people even going after that movie because it didn't feature enough quote, persons of color, specifically of darker shades of color. Which kind of makes you think, wait a minute. Isn't that just the same as, as, as racism? And you would be correct. It is. Almost forgot about the stream as our clocks went back, so you're an hour early. Andrew Hoyle, y'all go back earlier? Is that, is that what happens over in the UK? Because uh, we don't lose that hour or gain that hour. I know there's an official term for it. Basically, we don't gain an hour of sleep back. That's how I always remember uh, when daylight saving time ends. We gain an hour of sleep back because the clocks roll back um, in, in the fall. So that for us is happening this Sunday. So... That happens earlier in the UK. I find that interesting. Baby Magnum just became a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. Thank you very much, Baby Magnum, for becoming a member. There is Valiant Renegade, who's also a member. Hail to you. Uh, Quatrina Senpai, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, noting that apparently the site is under maintenance. Yeah. I'm sure Rotten Tomatoes is just, you know, conveniently under maintenance as people are continuing to point out and call out the fact that the film was at 56% on 
rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Rob D says, I have tater tots and little hot dogs for dinner tonight, and the only Eternals review that matters is John Campia's. Of course, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. In fact, has John Campia's review even come out? I don't watch him. I don't pay attention to him. So uh, I I would be interested to hear if he's going to shill for this film as much as he did Shang-Chi. Remember, Shang-Chi was the greatest martial arts film that he had ever seen. I wonder if Eternals is going to be able to fit the same category. We'll have to wait and see, of course. Andrew Hayes says, Never knew that Fandango owned Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that deal went through several years back. Valiant Renegade says, uh, I'm talking to Tina there. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The new number two, D-Nice. What's up, bro? Says, I haven't seen any MCU films since Infinity War, and I don't intend to, but you never know. Yeah, and you're really not missing much, man. Endgame was, was atrocious. Uh, and let's see, Black Widow also was atrocious. Never saw Shang-Chi. I'm assuming eventually it'll become available in a way for me to be able to see it. Uh, not that I really want to. Not that I really want to waste the time to go see it, but hey. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, but, but, but they're going to be, they're going to the cinema in droves to watch the movie. Just look at all of those fans at the red carpet event dressed in cosplay and definitely weren't paid actors and Disney staff. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I made that comment on Friday Night Tights and I brought up the point and I still bring up the point. I would not be surprised if internet sleuths looked into the people at the Eternals premiere and found out that at least some of them have acting pages and acting careers and are you know a part of an agency of of some kind it would not surprise me at at any point whatsoever uh yeah and again as i said yeah 56 percent under maintenance it was still pulling up uh, from what i saw it seemed to still be working on uh i believe it was still working on mobile but of course we'll, we'll we'll try and pull that up and see exactly the shenanigans going on there again valiant renegade thank you for that super chat earlier man i really do appreciate it andrew hayes says it is still under maintenance very very interesting andrew hoyle says i'll like a hammer ah you would like a hammer now wouldn't you tina b then says oh you i'm always right steph is always right didn't you know that well you know not always right but you know you, you can be right on certain things that is that is definitely true uh, Jeremy Zukowski says, I bet 100 bucks that Disney will blame COVID for Eternals underperformance at the box office. Yeah, isn't it always amazing that it's COVID that's the convenient excuse when the films they put out don't make money, but then when films like Shang-Chi come out and do make money, they say, well, clearly it's because the movie is great and 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 the theater is back and 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 it's because of us. It's because of this movie. It's amazing how two things can somehow be true and yet diametrically opposed to each other. It's amazing how they like to (laughs) change their tune for the sake of their own convenience. Isn't that always interesting? Let's see, Bifford de Hobbit tag to say, I saw the French Dispatch twice at theaters. I walked away as confused as the first time. Dang, dude. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely a film that I'm interested in, because as I've mentioned previously, I am a Wes Anderson fan. Definitely like Wes Anderson a lot. Um, but he's a weird dude. He's a weird dude, weird, weird filmmaker, but he usually makes some pretty good stuff. Um, interesting, though, that after a second viewing, you were still as confused as the first time. I feel like normally it's that second watch that, that kind of makes the light bulb click on more confusing films. Let's see. Jason. What's going on, Jason Evanstein? Welcome. Double back again, tagged. What's going on? Welcome back. Uh, Valiant Renegade, who is a member. 
says, yes, Odin, agree on Dune. It's a shame. Always a huge Dune fan since I was a kid. Love the new movie, but sadly, you are correct. It will be a box office fail. Yeah. And it's sad that there are people out there that just don't quite get it. And also how they also somehow can't understand that just because I say it's a box office failure and that it's it's moving in that direction, that that somehow means I'm a hater. When I've made it very clear, and anyone who's a part of this community who, who watches my streams especially, you, you can all attest to this, I have spoken highly of the Denis Villeneuve version of Dune. I've also, of course, been critical because I'm honest. And I try to be as honest as I possibly can. You know, when we talk about the 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 actual objective aspects of the film, it, it hits it out of the park in so many different ways. But the one part for me that is the most controversial is the story. And I've admitted this several times over. One of the hardest things to do, and anyone who's ever read a book and seen an adaptation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's sometimes incredibly difficult to be able to look at the story that they portray in a film, and then all you have in your mind is the story from the from the books. And every single time, there are things from the books that get left out, that get cut out, and sometimes it can be things that are pretty important. And I think that did happen with Dune. The further that I've gotten into the audiobook, I think I'm like a good four to five hours away from finishing it, so I'm... I'm pretty far in. I'm into book three of that book. Uh, it's a section called Profit. And I think that's when the two-year jump happens. And there is a lot of stuff that, that was left unmentioned in the first half uh, in Dune Part 1 that I think could have actually benefited. And one thing that I will be definitely paying attention to when Part 2 does come out, it did get a green light. Right, no one's, and that's the other thing that people don't understand. It's like, you know, well, what you say doesn't matter because it got a green light. Oh yeah, yes it did. In fact, I've, I've mentioned that since the day it was announced that it got greenlit, and I'm happy it got greenlit. But I also want to make sure and want the film to get the budget it's gonna need to perform the same level, hopefully even better visual effects that that second part's gonna need. And that can very well be based on how much money it actually makes. Which right now, raw profit, not looking like it's going to make anything. Keely Chow, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Andrew Hoyle, what's going on? Says, how on earth can anyone function with just one nap a day? Seriously, right? Yeah, he's a little guy. I don't understand how he does it either. By the way, G-Man, three minutes ago, thank you for the $2. That's a super chat. Says, diversity is code for old and out of shape. Ah, I see. I see, G-Man. Thank you. Uh, I'm getting a little behind on the YouTube and uh, DLive comments, so I'm going to try and do the very best that I can to catch up with them. And then I will jump back over to Odyssey. So if you've uh, tagged me over on Odyssey, please be a little patient, and I will jump back over there. Kareth Tharp says, I am not a fan of pineapple in general. Yeah, me too. Not a fan of pineapple in general, but Keck44 would disagree uh, as... Uh, I guess that would be the case. Yeah, being uh, booed there. I think Laura is saying that she agrees with me. Context, no pineapple on pizza. Uh, it's, again, a little bit hard to tell there with the first emoji. But, uh, again, I would definitely hope, definitely hope that uh, you would agree with me there. GMX76 says, one nap a day. No, I do some of my best work during my naps. Yeah, I, I wish I could nap. I think one thing all teachers wish is that we could have some kind of a nap, you know? When we're on our feet all day, we do have, you know, planning periods, but typically we're actually working, 
<laughs> we're actually doing work. It's always I, I always love when students you know talk about oh, I'm doing this this this. It's like guess what we're we're doing as much work in many cases if not more than what you're doing. Just obviously at a, at a different level. Let's see, Jack. No, no pizza cam. I don't have pizza during the regular streams because if I'm running a stream, especially, I can't eat pizza and do it at the same time. Things would get disgusting. Keely Chow with those pizza bites. Absolutely. Griffin Turbo, what's going on? Gonzalo Bergali, who's a member, says, why do we keep bringing the pineapple abomination up? Can we just let it die? There's a corner. <laughs> there, is, there in the corner without attention. Well, until people will finally admit the truth, I guess not. Rob D., Tag to say, the election for tonight is already too close to call. Yeah, seriously, it's uh, you're not really all that surprising there. Uh, we have 9% of the vote in. What I do find interesting, though, is that uh, still Glenn Youngkin is up 52.7% uh, to 46.4%. Uh, the uh, article I was reading beforehand, though, was saying that McAuliffe would have been up by now because according to a Virginia law, they had to, like, pre-count all of the early balloting and he was winning among early balloting and they knew that Yunkin would win on the actual election day voting. So I don't know if that article was wrong or if we're already starting to see uh, some, some sketchy stuff going on. Uh, Dolores Ed, what's going on? Says, hello, is it me you're looking for? Dolores Ed, uh, the newest member over on Patreon. Thank you for being here. Uh, I will do a raw uh, shout-out video at the end of the video today because I have not updated my November uh, video, but I do have my updated list, so I'll definitely get on that. Yeah, it is election day, uh, the typical day of most elections, but being 2021, it is not a, a midterm election, so it, it's not uh, statewide elections in most states. Uh, again, Virginia is really one of the only ones that's having Virginia and New Jersey and a couple of others are having stuff. Uh, let's see. Watching Drunk 3PO, Mo Lawns on Twitch is more entertaining than Eternal, says Alex McCarthy. Is that is that what he's up to these days? Dang. He'll do anything for, for clicks. Snore Poopa says, my former home state, what a mess. I hope Mick C goes down in flames. That would be nice, especially with his recent comments uh, as far as education is concerned. And here's the thing, right? I don't like anyone on any side. I don't like anyone on any side at the end of the day. You know, I think that all sides, when it comes to the political, you know, if you're a part of a political party, I think honestly that you're you're kind of a part of the problem. Uh, but the issue, of course, is that we obviously have in this situation someone who is a lot more extreme than another. And uh, so obviously, I, uh, you know, McAuliffe is a pretty extreme guy. Forever Sci-Fi says they always find enough votes in the DC area, even if they do, even if they have to give 120%. Well, here's the thing, right? I won't go that far with it because I always try to avoid that mindset as much as I possibly can. Um, but here's the thing: I do think that okay, if you're going to live in DC, you should live in DC. You should not go into another state where you're not spending most of your time, and then destroy that state because of your crazy politics. <laughs> Either that. Or we take away the three electoral votes that DC has. That That's kind of where I am. Rob D says, if anything, I will buy one of the Eternals by Jack Kirby omnibus books rather than the see the movie. Ah, yeah. 
Probably a much better use of money there. Hardwick says, did you know that J.R.R. Tolkien read Dune? Someone named Josh John Bush sent him a copy, and in a letter to him, Tolkien wrote, I dislike Dune with some intensity. Dang. That's uh, some pretty intense words there. By the way, some comments are starting to get backed up, so I apologize if anything gets skipped. Nathan Slate says, I've heard so many mixed things about The Lighthouse since it's really divisive. Uh, again, The Lighthouse, uh, sorry not to read the entire comment, but The Lighthouse is a divisive film. It's a slow burn. It is a very odd, crazy film. Uh, and here's my opinion on it. I love the cinematography. I love the acting in the film. The story is a little bit too bizarre for me personally. Beaver the Hobbit says, I saw a Panasonic 4K Blu-ray on Amazon for $150. Yeah, we got, we got a discussion going on over on the Discord. So if you're in the Discord, uh, there is a channel now. Uh, dedicated to that. So if you want to add in, uh, please put anything over there because if it's put up in the chat, not going to remember it by the end of the stream. Just just, just being honest there. Then uh, does Felicitas, ask, what is going on? Gonzalo Bergali, who is a member, says, well, Tina, we don't know is going to be more... What? Make sure you tag her, please. <laughs> Make sure you put actual tag because then, then I can know to skip the comment. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, episode 300, we should all watch 300. Well, you can watch it on your own. I, I'd rather not. Joey Horn says, I really miss when movies were meant to tell a good story and entertain. Yeah, weren't those the days? Those were the days. Brian, uh, Brian Barth says, I watched Avatar and watching it made me wonder when Avatar 2 will, will release. Uh, I don't know why because Avatar 1 sucked. And um, I, I'm incredibly sad that James Cameron's wasting the rest of his life making Avatar sequels when the first one, the story is just terrible. Uh, Robert Frey says, uh, I saw Dune in IMAX. Hey, awesome, dude. I, I do need to see it. I have plans and a ticket to go see it tomorrow. So I will be seeing Dune in theaters properly. I've only ever seen it on HBO Max at this point. I'll be seeing it tomorrow in IMAX. So very, very excited for that. Dolores Ed says, so I'm having a hard time deciding what to eat this evening. My options are pizza and pizza. What do you think? Uh, definitely the second pizza. I don't trust the first one. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews. Hey, man, no problem at all. Family comes first, as we always like to say. Family always comes first. So thank you for stopping by. Let's see. Gonzalo says, each country handles DST as they see fit. Ah, interesting. Uh, I guess that makes some sense. I guess that makes some sense. Uh, Angela Guidolin. What's going on, Angela? Welcome back. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Do, 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 do. Bifford Hobbit says, I saw John Campy review of Eternals. His review should make him the shill of the year. Hey, he gets nominated every single year, and I would not be surprised if he gets nominated once again this year. Just kind of the way he goes. Just kind of the way he goes. Chris Go, I'm seeing Eternals tomorrow night at a free screen. Free screening? Nice. I'm going to see it tomorrow in IMAX. Very excited. Stephanie B, what is going on, Stephanie B? The general of my Valks back again. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Always hearing Denis. Uh, by the way, again, thank you very much, G-Man, for that super chat earlier. Four minutes ago, Corvus 6, thank you for the $5 super chat. Says, Rotten Tomatoes is down for maintenance. Any bets on them adjusting the eternal score? Well, we do know and have screenshots, I'm sure, that it was at 56% before all that happened. So we will have to wait and see if, indeed, they do, quote, maintenance or not. But isn't it always convenient that when things are getting attention, that somehow, some way, they have to fix things. Harwick says, based on the book uh, Boba Fett trailer, it looks like dad bod Boba Fett is gone. Tamora Morrison had time to get in shape this time, unlike when he was cast in Mandalorian on short notice. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. Going to be perfectly honest. I, I just uh, don't have as much uh, care about it, especially with 
um, the way that they treated Gina Carano. So I'm sure at some point I'll watch the trailer just to have an idea of what it's going to look like. But yeah, the whole way they treated Gina Carano definitely has soured me very much on, on the future of those properties. Gareth Arp says, I like the day off due to elections. It was so nice to sleep in this morning. Oh, you got a day off. Nice. That is, I think, something that would make sense as a federal law. And also, it would make it so that we could just get rid of early voting, <laughs> which is just such a uh, such a, a more modern novelty and has really just been pushed so far to the extreme. It just makes it so much easier to be able to... It, the more days you have, obviously, the more chances that you have to, to twist things. Let me just put it that way. Of course, I, I've got to be careful on the YouTube platform. If YouTube ever nukes the channel, by the way, or the stream of any of the streams, guess what? It'll still be up on Twitter, theoretically. But if it gets nuked on Twitter, guess what? There are two alt-tech media platforms, DLive and Odyssey, uh, both of which they will uh, continue to support and will be up. It's one of the many reasons why I multi-stream, even though it might drive me uh, a little bit mad sometimes. Val Reggae says, Rotten Tomatoes back up. Eternals 56 still falling. Yeah, I think it depends on uh, who you are and how you're accessing it. Uh, Baby Magnum, who had become a member today, says, A lot of great movies don't make money. Unfortunately, a lot of bad movies make a boatload of money, and people use that to determine if it's good. Baby Magnum, that is a fact. Yes, people do use box office to determine good or bad films. I have not been one of those persons, and that's why, as I said, I like the new Dune, but it's not going to make money at least box office wise. Here's the thing. Could there be some money it's making because of HBO Max and other deals? Sure. We just don't know what those are. They're just not being reported. We don't have access to those numbers. And so until there are actual official numbers, all we have are the box office numbers. And all we can do is look at the box office and say, yeah, there's really not much uh, there uh, for the film to really be able to, to, to grasp and, and to hold on to. Uh, but no, I, I totally agree. Alice in Wonderland, the first Alice in Wonderland live action, so-called live action with all the crazy CG, uh, with Johnny Depp made over a billion dollars. No one in their right mind says that that was a good film. So yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. 17% already in for the Virginia governor race. Uh, Youngkin still on top. And again, it's interesting because, as I said, I don't know if that article was lying or not, but they claimed that they were supposed to have pre-counted the early day voting, and that would have given the edge to Mr. McAuliffe, the Democrat in that, in that state. And yet, polls have been closed now for, what, 41 minutes? And the Republicans ahead? So either that article was wrong or the lead was not as strong as it could have been or Tom Foolery. <laughs> uh, let's see. Valiant Renegade. Let's see. He tagged to say, uh, I would be willing to bet uh, one of the buyout clause between Warner and Legendary for Dune included distribution for part two. Legendary paid for 80% of that film. They won't cut uh, part two budget. No, no, no. Again, I think that's a very good point as far as a defense of the budget being contained or uh, being sustained. So I would say that, it, again, if I was a betting person, I would say that the budget will be the same or more. Here's the thing. That's still 20% of Warner Brothers being putting that in. And they don't seem to be getting a lot of anything. Again, n neither of them, based on the numbers, are really getting anything from it. So 
even if you're only putting in 20%, it's hard to really see them doing much else of anything. Uh, again, so Corvus6, thank you so much again for uh, that super chat. I really do appreciate it. Uh, since there is, uh, I have caught up a little bit in the chat. Uh, I'll leave Alex McCarthy's comment up here. Let me jump over to my Odyssey fam. The R, thank you very much for the hyper chat donation. Looks like someone is it flipping a, a coin or something. I don't quite, I can't quite see. It's a little, it's a little bit on the, on the on the big side or on the small side for me. But thank you for the two dollar hyper chat. The R over on Odyssey. You are the man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, no tags yet over there. So again, if you want a comment or question read on uh, Odyssey or any of the platforms, please put at Odin at the very beginning of the comments, and it helps me to try to figure those things out. And to the one person who has disliked and hit the splat button on Odyssey, tell me what I did wrong, please. I, I'm, I'm more than open for constructive criticism. If you're going to be a tool, I, I don't have patience or room for that. But if you're going to be constructive... I have no problem. No problem with the constructive stuff. Uh, let's see. Alex McCarthy says, a raw shout out at the end of the stream. No love for SmackDown. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you. Oh, you. Uh, Chris from the 80s. What is going on? Hey, he has a horse in the race here. He has a horse in the race here. Uh, again, 18% reporting, 56.7% for Yunkin to 42.7%. So... Again, still, still a lot of votes to be counted. And typically, in the years past during presidential elections, because I, I, I do like to follow, I, I just, again, even though I, I hate the realm of politics, I'm also just fascinated by uh, history and, and voting trends and stuff. What I always have seen is you have a huge advantage for typically a Republican and then right when you're getting into like the 60, 70, 80% reporting, then all of a sudden all of the DC suburbs start reporting because they always wait for some reason. And uh, that's when things start to change. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, of course. Uh, but 23% now reporting according to New York Times. Uh, and Youngkin's still up 53.3%. We'll see. I'm sure hoping that, again, I don't have a horse in that race. It's not my state, but... I just know that Terry McAuliffe is a bit of a nutcase. And uh, his comments on education are troubling. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Turo says, uh, well, he didn't tag me correctly. So Turo, I got to treat everyone fairly. Got to treat everyone fairly now. But Turo, thank you very much for being in the chat. Dolores Ed, thank you again for being here. Good, sir. Uh, Baby Magnum, who is a member, don't have to tag if you're a member, says, Minneapolis is voting on whether to defund their police today or not. Baby Magnum, damn. I, I would sure hope, I would sure hope that uh, the people would, you know, step up and 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 become a little smart and, and realize, hey, guess what? We, we kind of need our police. Kind of need them. Nothing wrong with reforming police departments. Nothing wrong with reforming any departments. In fact, let's reform our entire government for that matter. What a concept. I say we reform every state, local, and federal government. Let's cut the fat. Oh, you don't want to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's always amazing, right? The people, the same people who are like, we needed to fund this because of corruption. We needed to fund this because of this, this, this. It's like, wait a minute. If this is the kind of thing that, that will lead you to calling for a defunding of anything, why aren't we saying defund the federal government? Why are we saying, hey, we're let's just 
come together and say, we're not going to pay taxes this year, at least federal taxes. If, if you're already at that point where you're willing to do something, stand up and do something. Because just saying, oh, we're going to defund our police, all you're doing is putting yourselves in more danger because that's a local issue. That's going to have a direct impact on you. Whereas if, if you were to do it at a federal level, it's not as likely going to have a direct impact on you just with the way in which modern politics works. Anyway, Jason Ebenstein says, Avatar sucked. Glad to know someone else agrees. I will say there are a lot more people today that would agree with that sentiment compared to what it used to be. It used to be where there were a lot of people that supported the film, and there are still people that, that like the original film, and there's nothing wrong if you like the original film. I, I just personally can't see how. Unless your argument is, but the visuals, okay, yes. I will say the world is beautiful. It is. The giant blue Smurf people are not as impressive. And again, I always bring this up because it's a very important story element. Can you explain to me how it is that the tail that's used in the film is used both to ride animals and for coitus amongst the Navi people? There's a lot of disturbing questions that come up from that. Just saying. Andrew Hayes, I was telling Tina earlier that Disney will eventually make an animated version of Terminator Predator Aliens complete with songs with characters like other Disney animated films. Uh, Andrew Hayes, I highly doubt that. I highly, highly doubt that. I could see them doing some remakes and, and some variations, but uh, that, that, I think, is a bit too far. I think, that's a, that, I think that is a step too far, good sir. Uh, Harvey says, for years there's been a Reddit rumor that Feige engineered the Eternals from the ground up as an Oscar bait in the hopes of winning Best Picture as a metaphorical middle finger to Scorsese. Uh, yeah, well, good luck with that, bro. <laughs> I don't know how well that's going to work out for him. Don't know how well that's going to work out for him, uh, especially with what we're currently hearing about the film. And also, uh, I don't know exactly when the new rules for the Oscars go into effect. Maybe it's this coming Oscars. And here's the thing. I don't necessarily really care because the Oscars have become such a joke and have been a joke for so long, but now have become even more clearly a joke. It's not even worth, you know, spending a lot of time even thinking about. All right. Let's see. Rob D says, Eternals will be at 92% critic and 86 audience after maintenance is concluded. They, they wouldn't do that, all right? Let me just put it that way. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, they're, <laughs> they're not the brightest bulbs in the bunch, but if anything, the maintenance would result in it being like right at 60%, which would be quote-unquote fresh. It wouldn't be certified fresh, but it would at least be fresh. That That's something I could see them doing. But um, I think, to be honest, Disney would rather the narrative of it's rotten. Because here's the thing, as you always know, bad, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So if you have a bunch of people talking about how, um, how poorly, right, how poorly a film is doing, how poorly a film's ratings are, some people could easily argue that that could lead to some people being more motivated to go see it or to say, oh, it's getting a lot of bad reviews. I kind of wonder what's going on with this. Theoretically, right? Theoretically. So I guess Disney could look at this and say, maybe this will lead to more, more views. Who knows? 
we'll have to wait and see. Of course. See, Orange Hat Review says, as an EU Boba Fett fan, I found the Fett trailer to be an insult to the character. Yeah, I know that there were definitely a lot of opinions, a lot of strong opinions of, of you know, various uh, people uh, from that, for sure. Let's see, Rob D., um, had mentioned that comment, and I had, I had read that comment already. Uh, Kara Tharp, who is a member, says, Some of the schools are used for voting. Ah, yeah, I think, yeah, at, at lower school level especially, I feel like that is more common is what, from, from what I've noticed. Awesome one. What's going on, man? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Double back again. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the chat. If I have not welcomed you yet already, I do definitely appreciate you being here as I fly through these comments. Uh, and then, of course, get to a long Hardwick comment. Did you know Chloe Zhao revealed that her pitch reel that convinced Marvel to hire her for the Eternals included footage from Denis Villeneuve's films, and she was inspired by his style? That's very cool. Uh, the difference, I think, is that he, or rather, that, that she is not Denis Villeneuve. Uh, and here's the thing, too. Chloe Zhao is a talented filmmaker. I've made this very clear before on the channel that I actually liked Nomadland. Is it slow? Is it a slow burn? Is it a, is it a slow brooding drama that many people will find boring? Yeah, absolutely. But guess what? Those are the kinds of films that I personally like. So I, 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 I find her to be talented, at least based on that one film. Uh, however, obviously, it seems that being an independent filmmaker and then being given a crap ton of money. And remember also that when it comes to the directors of these Marvel films, a lot of them don't really direct a lot of the action sequences, really don't have a lot of full autonomy and control of the things that they're doing. So I would say that, and I mentioned this previously, I am most intrigued by and most interested by what she will say in the years ahead. And what she will say in regard to this film and the process. That is something I'm looking forward to. Snorapoopa says, The trucks with the pre-filled McAuliffe ballots haven't arrived yet. Now, now, Snorapoopas. Now, now. Don't get me in trouble for reading that comment. Baby, uh, Baby Magnum says, Odin, have you ever been on EFAP? If you haven't, would you? Uh, I've never been on EFAP. Um, if they ever invited me, I would be more than willing to join. The only issue that I have is I cannot dedicate the plethora of hours needed for a um, an EFAP stream. I just couldn't do it. It would just be too much time. That, that would be my one thing. But yeah, I would love to. It'd be a fun discussion. Uh, Toro says, do you have an all-time favorite movie character from a movie you absolutely cringe about? Oh, man. I mean, because I have films that are so bad they're good, and so I love characters for that reason. I'm trying to think of a film that I I hate, right, that I cringe about, but actually does have a character that I like. I guess the more recent one, I wouldn't say it's a cringe level. It's definitely not a good film. But the recent the recent James Bond film, No Time to Die, I will say the character played by, I forget her full name, but I believe it's De Armas is her last name. She plays the, uh, the again, is it the Cuban agent, the Colombian agent, Puerto Rican agent, who is in tra- quote-unquote in training, and clearly she, she's not. But I love that character. And when I saw that, and then I compared it to the performance given by Lashana Lynch, dear Lord, Lashana Lynch had no charisma whatsoever, had nothing to add to the character whatsoever. And then Dare Moss had 
such little screen time in comparison and just knocked it out of the park. So I would say I, I love the character that she played. She was a badass. She had charisma. She was great. And the rest of the film is just not very good. Anna Dermas. Thank you, Liquid Blake. I saw that comment there. Um, but yeah, see, early voting line was a crazy Cecil Assassin. Is that in Virginia specifically? Uh, we do have some updates. It's 35% reporting now. And Yunkin is still ahead by 10 points. 10 points. Again, still a long way to go. Uh, but again, um, I believe the last time they had a governor election, a gubernatorial election, that there was over 2 million votes. They're at a million. Still plenty of votes left to be counted. But yeah, again, I, I don't know if that article I was reading was, was true or not. <laughs> it's interesting. All right, let's head over to Odyssey. Uh, thank you very much, Odyssey fans, for being here. Uh, let's see. Uh, R says he was getting some choppy video. Jacques was suave, on the other hand, says perfectly smooth for me the entire time. Guess it depends on your own connection. Uh, I am streaming out. Uh, it is at uh, 1080p, uh, 60 FPS. So I, I don't know how well Odyssey does at changing the formatting, depending on your own internet speed, your own browser speed, right? The ability to handle various things. So, um, I don't know if you can change the, uh, I don't know if it auto changes the, um, the resolution or if you can auto change the resolution. So maybe that will fix it. I don't know, but, uh, glad to hear that it's not a universal issue going on over, over there right now. All right. Well, I am caught up with the chat just a little bit, so let's just dive into uh, these numbers just a little bit. And uh, as I mentioned before, I try to stay away from my tomatoes, and so I tend to instead wish to uh, instead spend time using something like Metacritic, which is also not perfect either, but it, I think, is better than Rotten Tomatoes. So Metacritic's score right now, based on 38 critic reviews, has a score at a 55 so uh, not very good. That's 19 mixed reviews, 16 positive, and 3 negative. And you see the positives coming from places like The Atlantic and The LA Times, and the mix coming from BBC Polygon, so not surprising there. One of the negatives coming from New York Post, which is also not that uh, surprising either. So uh, one of the rare times where I will go to Ron Tomatoes, though, as you can see, it's not even... It's not even popping up here in my <laughs> little uh, thing. Let's see. Rotten. Oh, I can't even spell. Rotten Tomatoes. It's been so long since I've actually gone to the proper site here. Let's see. Is it going to load? That's the real question. Is it actually going to load? It's taken quite a while. Oop, maintenance in progress. So it looks like some people uh, are are going to get this message still. So I'll keep you all updated based on that. But again, the 55 that we saw over on Metacritic definitely is indicating, right, that this is not a well-received film. Uh, as I mentioned, and as people had mentioned previously, 56% was the rotten score over on Rotten Tomatoes. And here's a reminder about why Rotten Tomatoes, even before their ch you know, changing of the scores and changing of the way things work, why their system, uh, why their system was, was as crappy as it was. It was because if you actually look to the methodology 
if you actually look to the methodology that's being used in Rotten Tomatoes, when you look at the reviews, you can have someone give a movie a two out of four, but every single reviewer that submits a review to Rotten Tomatoes has to click off on a box of whether they think the film is fresh or rotten. So you can be and give an incredibly critical review of a film and still click off on the fresh button. And I remember doing this, it was has to have been over a year ago at this point, where basically I went through the history of some critics and they gave the same score to different films, but for some of them, they gave a fresh rating and for others, they gave a rotten rating. Not to mention, of course, the people who give terrible reviews like are so incredibly um, detailed about why the film has issues and yet still end up giving it a positive rating. Just doesn't make any sense unless, of course, it does. Brian Barr, thoughts on The Exorcist? I feel like I've talked about this before. Uh, I think it's a well-made movie, but it's just one of the films that's just not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Andrew Rose says, only 1% of the vote is in, uh, but everyone knows the votes mostly come out at night, mostly. Well, for this one, yeah, uh, 37% of the vote is currently in. Right now, uh, Yunkin, uh, who is the Republican, is still up by 10 percentage points. So, again, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, New Jersey, New Jersey is uh, not reporting anything yet. But uh, I tried going over there, but it then said, you're out of your free articles. It's like, well, I don't really care about much of any of these things. But the New Jersey, the Virginia one, at least, is somewhat uh, interesting. And there's people watching tonight who are invested because they actually voted. Uh, First Sci-Fi says they wait because they need to know how many votes they have to come up with. Arlington Cemetery probably gets great turnout. Okay, guys, you're going to get me in trouble with reading this kind of stuff. Uh, but no, that that is something that has bothered me for a long time. And and you again, it happens every single election cycle in, in various states. And, and there's certain counties that are just notorious for it. And that's why for me, it's like, no, you should report your numbers as soon as anyone else. There, there should not be major differences in the way that the numbers are being reported. And when you have a standard by which counties report so much later than others, and it ends up making a huge difference, I think that is a pretty big deal. I think that's a pretty big deal. Let's see. Jeremy Skowski says, I remember Godzilla turns 67 tomorrow, and they're doing a special effects short, Godzilla versus Adora, and they're using the same rubber suits for the 2004 film as a tribute. Yeah, I thought I saw that floating around, of them using the um, using the old school suits. Uh, I forget what the, it's, it's a type of filmmaking and I forget what the filmmaking is called, but the fact that they're using that is, is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool throwback. I would say, see the physics channel with Kenny Lee. What's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Welcome. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Do, 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 do. See, Kara Tharp says here, I do think that Minneapolis will must probably defund the police. Minneapolis is a crappy city. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that there is a chance. Obviously, it got a lot of support. But here's the thing. I think that when push comes to shove, and this is just my hope in humanity and my hope in human nature, that they would be able to realize, okay, what are the actual consequences of this change going to be? And then that would lead to enough people 
uh, coming out. Because that's the other thing, too, is that when it comes to local elections, when it comes to smaller elections specifically, um, you know, obviously those that have the most passion tend to have the most strength. But if you're strong arming people, you could have a strong opposition of people that can step up and fight against that. Forever Sci-Fi, I can proudly say that I've never watched Avatar. Dude, good for you, man. Good for you. Orange Hat says, I subjectively enjoy Avatar. The tale isn't used for coitus. It's just a mind meld. Their anatomy is similar to ours, too, but I'm guessing you were joking. Um, but here's the thing, Orange Hat. It's, it's not. It's not the same. Remember, in, in the, the way that they portray the, the Navi in the film is that that is the way that they connect. So, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't seen the film in a while, but that's one thing that stuck with me. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't they use the same tail to connect with the animals and now they're doing this? Kind of stuck with me in that way. I'm pretty sure that they do not have similar anatomy for that kind of stuff. Let's see. Wild Warlock says, Hey, mate, love your contribution on FNT. You bring a bit of sanity to the crazy. Most shows keep up the good work. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's probably the most that you've heard me talk tonight. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's great to be, hopefully, I try the very best that I can, um, or at least I try to be, um, as best I can, a voice of, of reason. Um, and, again, obviously, I'm not perfect at that, and I can fall away from that from time to time. But, yeah, thank you. Very much uh, appreciate it. Let's see. Hardwick says, It's interesting that Denis Villeneuve's movie Dune and Chloe Zhao's homage to his style are set to battle each other at the box office. It's not really much of a battle, though, because Dune has been out in several countries now for well over a month, and The Eternals is going to be released simultaneously in several places. Uh, and so it's, and also it's going to be Dune's third week domestically. So it's really not much of a battle, not to mention Eternals is not getting a day and date release on Disney plus or, uh, anything else like that. So I, I would definitely say that there is a, there's a pretty big difference, uh, between them, pretty big difference between them. All right. Another big update here. So 43% of the vote reporting and Yunkin is still up 55.9% to 43.5. So about 12 points up is Glenn Yunkin. As I said, this is standard for Virginia. So for people that are following the Virginia race, I know there's a couple people that are from Virginia. I don't know if they've been counting those suburbs yet because those suburbs tend to, you know, <laughs> tend to to flip things around in a pretty uh, dramatic way. In a pretty dramatic way. 70B, once again, having some buffering issues. 70B, I'm wondering if... I'm wondering if there's some internet issues going on. Because I feel like you always have some buffering issues going on. And I'm always sad to, I'm always sad to hear that. See, Awesome One says, Your last member stream was EFAP long. It wasn't, though. EFAP goes on for like an extra three hours. So even my longest stream is nowhere near that of EFAP. Bruce, what's going on, good sir? Thank you for being here. Glad to have you here. By the way, Liquid Blake, thank you for being in the chat as well. Thanks for helping me with that name earlier. All right, I'm in a pretty comfortable position in the chat. So let me head back now over to my Odyssey fam. Let's see if anyone tagged me over there. 
Uh, no one's tagged me over there. Again, if you have a comment or question over on Odyssey or any of the platforms, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Just at Odin. Let's know you're trying to get my attention. Uh, and uh, obviously that is uh, um, important because it helps me stay sane, not having to have different codes for different places. So again, thank you very much for watching on whatever platform that you currently are watching on. Let me do a refresh and see uh, what we got going on. All right, looks like we do have ourselves, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, up and running. Looks like, at the very least, I was able to get to the main page. Let's see if I can get to the Eternals page. And uh, we'll go ahead and go ahead and pull that up right now in the news report right here. That's what I at least have named the scene itself. So as you can see, 56%. There it is. 56% for Eternals. As you can see, it's taking a while for it to load. Boom! Look at that. All right. No audience score yet. Here's the other thing. Ah, okay. Here's the other reason why I think before we have any numbers, why it's going to be very hard for Eternals to make its money back. This is very similar to Dune as well. That runtime, 2 hours and 37 minutes, means that it's going to only have a limited number of showings in any given day. That is the biggest problem when it comes to, to, to long films. It's not a death sentence, right? We know there are long films and have been long films that have made a, a fair ton of money. But that is a pretty long film. So that is going to be a lot of, a very a few amount a few amount of showings because again, it limits the amount of showings you can have in any given theater at any given time. And also, Hey, 56%. And here is something I always love to read. If you ever want to get a laugh and you ever want to see just how much of a shill site and how untrustworthy Rotten Tomatoes is Rotten Tomatoes. They write this, the critics write their own reviews Someone from Rotten Tomatoes writes this, quote, critics consensus. Notice the language here. An ambitious superhero movie. Let me see if I can uh, make that a little bit bigger for y'all. There we go. Should make it a little easier to read. Now I just got to readjust there. Okay, as you can see, an ambitious superhero epic. They start off ambitious superhero epic that soars as often as it strains Eternals takes the MCU in intriguing and occasionally confounding new directions. Now, does that read as a bad movie? Does that read as a rotten movie? Hell no. And it's because Rotten Tomatoes, the person who wrote this for Rotten Tomatoes, this so-called critics consensus, is wording it in a way to try and make it seem like it's actually a good movie. Ridiculous. Let's see if we can pull up the actual scores. So the top critics and all critics are the same. 86 fresh. Ah, there's that maintenance button there. <laughs> anyway, but I believe that the, the point has still been made, right? The, the point has still been made. And again, that's the reason why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, because they know exactly how to spin, they know how to spin their webs. They know how to spin their narratives. And they're very, very talented at it. But again, I always love, if you ever really want to know what Rotten Tomatoes as an agency, as a company, thinks and feels, you're going to want to look 
to that critic's consensus and also to read some of those critic scores to see how well it matches up to it or not. Uh, awesome one says, enjoy your ice cream, bro. Totally will. Absolutely will. As you all know, I like to enjoy some ice cream after a stream. It's always very, very nice. Uh, Jack says, fortification in process. Yeah, the site's down. So it looks like if you do like refresh it, and if, yeah, it looks like it's a, there's a server issue, I guess, going down. They're doing some quote-unquote updating. Um, but hey, you saw it yourself. We have it recorded on multiple platforms, 56%. And we have, of course, that ridiculous, ridiculous critics consensus. Andrew Hay says, do you feel about the Hellboy series? Uh, how do you feel about the Hellboy series of movies? Did you ever read any of the comic books for Hellboy? Yeah, I've never been a comics fan. That's something I always try to make clear off the bat. I'm not a comics person. I'm not against them. It just I never got into them myself. As far as the movies, I, I thought the first one was fine. Second one, I haven't seen it in a while. And when I did, I don't think I saw the whole thing all the way through. So I have nothing against them. Uh, the newer film I did see a bit of and was not the the biggest fan in uh, the world. But uh, yeah, I honestly, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because I haven't seen them all the way through enough really to, to have a, uh, grounded opinion in it. By the way, JM Cruz, what's going on, JM Cruz? Welcome back to the channel. Thank you very much for being here. All right. He tagged and said, I'm not sure if you'll cover the entire Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City when it come, does come out, but it's not looking good. All their character trailers are ratioed to hell. Yeah, and, and I've mentioned this previously. I actually got into the Resident Evil movies um, earlier this year, and I actually really liked them. Uh, not that they're good films, but I, I definitely got into, I definitely enjoyed, uh, I definitely enjoyed them, um, as entertainment value. Uh, I think that the, the first ones are definitely better than the other ones. So yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really into them. I'm not into seeing really a reboot that doesn't have the same actors and the same characters. Cause I feel like it's just going to be lacking some of the magic and some of the chemistry and, some of the continuity that I liked about the other ones, but we'll have to wait and see, of course. We'll have to wait and see exactly what they're able to do. Now, do I have any plans to watch it? Again, yeah, depends on how easy it is to watch, I guess. Uh, let us see. Andrew Hayes says, apparently Webster's Dictionary changed their definition of vaccine. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, there's literally no surprise there. Literally no surprise there. They're changing the definition of everything. Remember, a man is no longer a man. A woman is no longer a woman. We can no longer say things like women give birth. <gasps> Ooh, I just said a no-no word. And yet, it's still scientifically, biologically accurate and just plain truth. That's just the way it goes. Orange Review says, Odin, while they showed the tails join, they also showed them human-style mating, too. Might have been an extended edition, though. No, 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 no. They, they showed their bodies moving like that. They did not show, for lack of a better expression, genitalia. I don't think that's right. Uh, P1972 says, Avatar, boo! How's it going? Oh, it's going fine, man. It's going fine. Talking about some movies, some box office stuff, and uh, also because there are some people that are interested in the Virginia election. 48% reporting 
Right now, uh, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, is up 55.7%, so about 12 points up on the Democrat Terry McAuliffe, who, as I mentioned, as a teacher, has me concerned. Now, I, of course, have no dog in this race because I despise political parties because I believe that, um, you know, as you all know, I'm an independent Catholic and none of the parties represent that position. But as far as it being a teacher and as far as the value of life that I hold very dear, uh, clearly Yunkin is is the better of the two. And in that instance, does not necessarily make them a good person or a good candidate uh, by any means. But almost 50% reporting and he's up by 12 points. So as I said, I don't know if those D.C. suburbs have come in yet, but once it does, that's when things tend to, to change in one direction. Arkham City Siren, welcome to the channel. Welcome to the chat. Glad to see you in the chat. Uh, let's see. Tagged here. Uh, Arkham City Siren says here, do you think a sequel to Suicide Squad is possible? It did pretty decent on HBO Max. I imagine Warner Brothers understands the circumstances it had to deal with. Uh, yeah, it was still a financial failure uh, box office wise. So again, still uh, financial failure box office wise. And I honestly don't want one. I I've mentioned them previously. I didn't like the first... Uh, Suicide Squad. I didn't like the second one either. If if I was forced to choose which one to watch, I would rather rewatch the first one. And it's not because it's a good movie. It's because I find and do find more entertainment value in that one than in in the newer one. And I'm just giving you my honest thoughts there. Um, neither of them are good though. I, I, if I had a choice, I'd rather not. I, I would I would say uh, check please. I would say no, thank you. I don't want to watch any of them ever again. But I, I don't quite understand the love that the newest one got. The story is just so bad. And the ending especially is just... There's just so many issues with the story that I have. And some, some pretty major plot holes, especially when it comes to the characters. Um, I have a lot of issues. I have a full review of that movie on the channel, though. If you do want to hear my full thoughts on it, I go into more detail. It's been a while since I've seen it, so part of part of the reasoning that I have, and again, my brain is kind of all over the place sometimes. GMX says Chicago said all police have to have VAC by fifty percent. Said no deadline came and went, but only taking two to three per shift, so they can make coverage if they really wanted them gone. They all be out. Yeah, and I think they're gonna realize very quickly that you can't really just do that, right? Just can't really do that. In uh, Fearter, what's going on, bro? What is going on? Mr. Peabody hanging out over on DLive. So far, I think the only person I've seen on DLive. But thank you for being over there. Baby Magnum says here, in Avatar Sigourney Weaver's character told him not to play with his tail or he would go blind. So yeah, it's a sex organ gross. There it is. Baby Magnum coming in there, Orange Chat Reviews. And again, it's not about a, a gotcha or, you know, you know, oh, you're wrong. or It's just, again... I only saw the film, what, once or twice? Uh, and I saw it, by the way, in IMAX, in IMAX 3D. I saw it in literally the biggest way possible because I knew that people would want to hear, you know, if I if I did not like the movie, I knew that that was going to be one of the first questions was, well, did you see it the way that it was meant to be seen? And I did. And it, it was terrible. It w It was awful. Uh, Chris Co just says, scroll down. 
Interesting. Uh, Peabody says here, no news is good news, but at the moment there are no news except that the story they found the four-year-old that was abducted 19 days ago. Well, hey, I'm glad to hear that they found the person. Glad to hear it. Uh, Pete972 says, because as we all know, Rotten Tomatoes is somehow worth being pointed out as a credible source. Puke, puke. Yes, yes, indeed. Which is why it makes me happy that it, it's just, you know, failing on every single level. Let's see. Hardwick says there, uh, which movie do you think has a more drab color palette, Dune or The Eternals? Well, seeing that I haven't seen The Eternals, I cannot really answer that question. <laughs> and also, I mean, the word drab seems to indicate a- an opinionated stance more so than an objective reality. Um, so I overall like the color palette of Dune. I think that the color palette of Dune works incredibly well for the story that's being told and the way that the story is being told. Um, and I, in general, don't need bright colors in my movies. Some people do. Some people do. So uh, in the live chat, I see Slicer Neon says, according to uh, Ballotpedia, Ohio, Maine, Texas, Pennsylvania, Colorado have elections too. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else is going on. I just have a... So, okay, we're at the 50% mark, people. 50% mark. We're halfway there. So here's the thing. It says 50% reported. At 50% reported, it says that 1.59 million votes have been cast. So I would assume then that we should have roughly 3 million votes when everything is said and done. That was the other issue that I noticed in previous ones where it's like, if these numbers aren't accurate, we kind of need to know what's going on in explanation to find out exactly what is, what's going on here. But anyway, with 50% reporting, Youngkin 55.6 to 43.8. That's a pretty sizable lead. But as I said, this is notorious for Virginia because for some reason they they wait until the last minute they have a browser says the R who has a browser what browser are you talking about what do you talk what do you talk what do you talk by the way we got about nine minutes left in the show shows flown by tonight having a ton of of fun over here. Let me jump over to my Odyssey fam. Hail to the Odyssey fam. Let's see. We got one person who uh, tagged over there. The Right News tagged to say, your box office analysis is the best. Thank you very much, The Right News. I appreciate that. Very much so. I very much appreciate that. I try and do the best that I can. Obviously, I do make mistakes, and I, I try and own up to those mistakes when I can. And hopefully, the video I made today was able to help uh, understand things a bit more. By the way, seven minutes ago, Ruben Christopher Haynes became a member at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. Thank you, Ruben. If you go to the community section on the YouTube channel, you will see special posts that will give you access to video podcast that I've done with John the Flickpick Flickinger. So if you like John the Flickpick, you like extra content, go to the community tab. It's also where, for podcast episodes, I will post uh, Q&A posts, things like that. Seth Williams, welcome back to the channel. Uh, Matthew Highland says, Did we even see Chloe Zhao at the premiere? Because I didn't see her say the film was different. Um, I'm sure she was there, but in the video clip, I don't remember seeing her there. But that is interesting. 
that the director of the film was not at least seen giving a quote about the diversity. Jonathan Aldridge, welcome to the chat. Alice McCarthy tagged to say, the Resident Evil movies are a triumph. I think they're fun. Yeah, they're not great films uh, from a story perspective, but they're fun. I think a lot of people can can kind of uh, accept that, admit to that. Auto Tomato is just laughing. What's up, Auto Tomato? Welcome back. Uh, Slicer says his comment got skipped. Uh, I'm sorry if it got skipped. Uh, that was not my intention. I, I mentioned earlier that some comments uh, got skipped earlier in the show. And that was, again, beyond my control. So I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can find it. But if the at Odin wasn't the very first thing, then I wouldn't know what it what, what it would be. Because, again, that tag is incredibly important, Slicer. Um, let's see. I didn't see it. I did not see it. Did not see it. All right. Let me see if I can find where I was in the chat. Anna DeMars, Anna De Arms Master. <laughs> nice. I just saw that comment and had to, had to highlight it. That's, that's a pretty great comment. Oh, <laughs> uh, there it is. All right, let's see. Mr. Peabody over on DLive says, if they didn't have Gentilian Avatar, why cover it up? Uh, yeah, that's a good point to be made, too. But that's the thing is, for some reason, I feel like there's parts where they didn't. Again, it's been a while, but I, I feel like they were a very... I feel like the only ones that covered up were the ones that were actual avatars and were human, I think. Uh, Peabody says the tale was a mental connection. Okay. So there seems to be some disagreement here. And as I mentioned, it's been years since I've watched it. <laughs> that's, just, that's the only thing that stuck with me. Let's see. Uh, Going to be fun in Queensland. They stood down 4,000 healthcare workers who refused to jab. Damn. So I'm assuming uh, stood down means like they fired 4,000 healthcare workers. That's insane, bro. Uh, they aren't going to be at work and no one's replacing them. Dude, how do they not see that and not think, oh, maybe we're the baddies. Maybe we're the bad guys. Uh, let's see. The R over on Odyssey says Fox News says Fairfax County will miss its mail-in ballot deadline. Sounds fishy. Good Lord. Seriously? That's ridiculous. I freaking hate how do you after everything that's happened with the 2020 election and, and everything how do you not have it down if, if you were trying to build trust in the system this is the easiest way the easiest way to continue to lead people to distrust the system and you all know, I, I tend not to fall farther into you know conspiracy territory as some others might. I do try to avoid it as much as I can. But when you start to do stuff like that, where it's like you're making clear mistakes and errors, it's ridiculous. 
And I want to say Fairfax is a pretty big county. And if they're not going to make their deadline, what does that mean? Oh, guess what? Oh, well, we can't announce a winner tonight, everybody. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And that's not even me saying that something specific is going to happen. It's just, I'm sick of it. Why is it that there are so many states that can just get them done? Why, why isn't it? I feel like it should be required. And obviously there's this understanding, right, of states having the ability to run their own elections to an extent. I mean, there's some people apparently that believe that the federal government should run those elections. That's neither here nor there. It's only when it's convenient for them that they would argue something like that. But it's like, if, if a state shows that they have a system that works, why in the world would not all the other states want to take on that system? And all you're left with, the only answer that you're really left with is shenanigans. Just saying. Jason Edmondstein, my two-year-old, says, hi, it's adorable. Hi. Hi. Hi, little one. My little one-year-old does it, too. Forever Sci-Fi says, looking at Odin's room, he lived on Dune since his <laughs> My room has been a mess for years, regardless of where I have lived. All my houses have one thing, and all my rooms in the houses that I've been in, the three houses where, since I've been on YouTube, the three houses that I've been in, uh, they all have the one thing in common, and that is that they are a giant mess. Uh, Harwick says, John Schneider has made a few videos about the Alec Baldwin shooting. He's adamant, thinking it's criminally ne negligent homicide. He made a video detailing the proper movie gun safe practice. And here's the thing. I, I, I feel like I'm going to wait for an investigation to go out because I don't want to be like the people that I criticize that jump on a conviction before any data, any trial has actually been had, any of the facts have actually been presented. I think that we should hold ourselves to the same standard that we hold others to. Uh, what's going on, Tom? Midnight's Edge After Dark says, Oh, man, what's going on? Let's see. Pete Nights Every Two says, Dude is a, Dune is a slice of 60 psychedelia, which is execution of the story. It's a depiction of the universe. You need saturated and varied colors done to films properly depict Dune. That's your opinion, Pete 1972. The original Dune is absolutely a. Uh, you know, a, a play on the film in that way. But based on the novel, I'm three quarters of the way through. I'm not getting anything as far as, you know, psychedelic vibes, 60 stuff. You can talk about the spice, right? And you can talk about uh, the seeing of the future. But the way it's presented, I'm not thinking magic carpet ride. <laughs> I'm not thinking magic carpet ride when I'm when I'm reading this book. So it's, it's very clear that you can easily take this up to your own interpretation, which is why we have a film like the David Lynch version, which seems to embrace that psychedelic mindset that you just mentioned, but it's not really in the first one. And that's obviously Denis Villeneuve taking it in a different direction. Yeah, if it, someone mentioned it's in the third book. If it's in the third book, okay, that's the third book. I am this movie is just dealing with the first book and I'm only dealing with the first book as a reference. And so that's where I will stand on that. All right, I do need to wrap things up. So please, if you could not, um, 
uh, tag anymore and slow down on any questions as I do need to wrap things up. Uh, Zero R Jam Cruz says Shang-Chi was an absolute triumph. Eternals was widely accepted by critics. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, seriously. Hey, well, at the end of the day, we can say Shang-Chi did make its money back and has made even a little bit of profit, about $26 million in net gain, net profit. And on top of that, what it eventually will make on PVOD or just VOD and Blu-ray and 4K sales, not like a whole lot of money. Uh, still, movie made its money. Um, and uh, Eternals is going to be in a much tougher position. Uh, that is definitely uh, a fact. Infiertor, who is a member, says, Voting shenanigans, say it ain't so. It's definitely weird, that's for sure. Uh, Pete says, Dune does not need to be the typical dull grove palette that does not suit the universe. Again, bro, if we're talking about the first book, you can interpret the book, because that's what adaptations are all about, and the color scheme that is used in the new movie it's not that you're just like, oh, it just doesn't fit at all. The only way you could make that argument, the only way that you could make that argument is if they said everything was bright pink and bright red, and then they decide not to. With the information that we're given in the actual book and novel, there is plenty. There is a plethora of room for interpretation. It's just, here's the thing, Pete, you just don't like the adaptation, and that's fine. You don't have to like the adaptation. Everyone knows already my, my own thoughts about the uh, 1984 adaptation. But you don't have to like this adaptation. But please don't, when you're using the language of uh, saying, like, you can't do it. This isn't based on subjectivity. No, this is based on subjectivity. This is your own subjective view on this point. Whereas with Tom from Midnight's Edge saying, I still don't buy that Shang-Chi made a dime. You don't have to buy it, Tom. But where's the numbers? Please show me the sources and the numbers and the actual factual data that shows otherwise. Until then, it's made money. I love you, Tom. But until you can show me those numbers. Where are, where are, the, where are the numbers, Tom? Who made the numbers, Tom? That's all I can say. That is all I can say. PY says, will you make a private video and tell, uh, tell you some Aussie news? Ah, thank you. Uh, Joey Horn says, uh, voting issues, not surprising at all. This is a new normal, absolutely. By the way, I love Tom. And uh, me and Tom have had a disagreement about this for a long time. So this is just, for those that don't know about it, that's what's going on. Uh, PY, thank you, good sir. I'll try and watch it when I can. Peabody, nope, you bought that house and still no posters behind you. Yeah, I had the posters, just haven't put them up yet. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, referring to your color palette being the same as Dune. Ah, yes, that is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, Jonathan Aldridge says here, would not allowing the states to run their own elections defeat the purpose of federal system? But here's the thing. How much of a federal system are we even at at this point? I think that's a fair question to ask. How much are we really, uh, you know, really respecting the federalist society that we are supposed to be a part of? How much federalism is, is really still present here? Just just saying. Just saying, bro. Midnight Dad says, going off the reported budget and no numbers for advertising and you go by the rule of two, not three like you should. Rule of three makes three times the budget to make money. And, I, and again, I don't know what rule you're referring to because as I've mentioned previously, you have to go based off of the adage that you make, studios make 60% of the entire box office report of the total box office report and this all stems from a wide variety of factors and also guess what there is a range on this top 
All right, there is a range on this. But if I was going to give every single possible scenario of the range, or rather every single possible scenario of uh, what was going on, it would take forever to do this. So here is the reason why. Studios make around 90% of the box office in the first two weeks domestically. All right, I know this as a fact because I worked at a theater and I knew as a fact that a studio would get uh, nine out of every $10 on a movie ticket in the first two weeks of release. We also know that in most countries, studios only get about 40% from various countries, except for countries like China where they get 25%. When you take all of these different factors into account, typically the number you end with is around 60%, which is why you take the 60% of the total box office by the end of its run, and that is what you're able to then determine what the actual break-even number for the film will actually be. Hopefully, that makes sense for you. And I think the issue... I think the issue uh, from your end is that you don't trust the reported numbers, which is fine. But if there aren't reported numbers, then it is what it is. So, and again, if we're going to go by three times, the budget is the average of a film to be successful. That raises a whole lot of other questions. And again, it's 60% of the final total Right, 60% of the final total is what the studios actually get. And so therefore, you can backwards math that to figure out what the film needs to actually break even. But anyway, thank you all, everyone, for being here this evening. You have been all phenomenal, uh, with the exception of Tom, who I still love, by the way. All love to Tom in the world. I just uh, He's wrong on this one, but I still love him. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, by the way, 60% reporting, and Yunkin is still up by 11 points. It's okay. It's okay. So, uh, he mentions over other overhead costs. Yes, but are they being reported? If they're not being reported, then they are irrelevant at this point in time. All I can do is base it off of box office numbers, and the box office numbers that we have available to us are reported budgets, the typical marketing costs of a film, and also what is being reported as far as the actual box office numbers themselves. If you don't have anything else that you can actually say, here's the actual facts and here's the actual data to support what you're saying, then again, it is completely moot at that point in time. Anyway, thank you everyone for watching. Honestly, you are freaking awesome. Thank you so very much. But I do want to give now a live shout out to all of my new Patreon uh, subscribe star and locals members Andrew Hoyle, animation commentator Brandon, Brian P, uh, Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflame Wood, Jacob Juice, JC, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Kyle Winfrey, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura Story, the modern major general, Mike Jackson. Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Eye Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B. Thank you for being Patreon members. Also, a huge shout out to UAB Mad Dog, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B., Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy Glinzer, J.X. McCarthy Jr., Dean High Slash, the new number two, J Rod, the Beer Guru, and Zikayman over on Subscribestar. And a huge shout out to Carathar, Bifford the Hobbit, and Robert Barnes, who are supporters over on Locals.com. So again, 
Thank you very much for that. And again, Midnight's Edge, you're, you're, Tom, now you're just changing the rules. It's like, well, Dune's already in the black because it costs less than this or whatever. Again, bro, bro, bro. We're going off the reported numbers. I'm talking specifically about box office profitability. If you're going to bring in other revenue streams, other things that cannot be quantified, that cannot be given specific value, and that we cannot know fully, it is irrelevant. And so, therefore, I don't talk about it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If you want to create your own chart with all of these other factors into it to give an exact number, please go right ahead and be able to provide the data, provide the background for it. And I would love to go ahead and watch that chart, to look at that chart, to break it down, and to see the methodology behind it. I have one of those charts myself at ombreviews.com. But until then, you're wrong. But I still love you anyway. I still love you anyway. I still love you anyway. But again, check out my numbers as they are the correct ones. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. I do have to head out. You guys are great. Shout out to all of the YouTube members. Uh, again, thank you so very much for being supportive of the channel you guys rock also please subscribe over to tom at midnight's edge after dark because despite the salt being thrown he is an amazing and awesome human being and i just want to make sure that that is what everyone takes away uh from from this evening so anyway you guys are great have a wonderful night every single person out there and because i've just done the patreon video uh i'll just go ahead and do the outro so anyway have a wonderful night everybody and as always god bless